Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's popping? You kicking it with the coldest podcast in the world. I'm your co-host, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo. And you know when I'm pulling up to the porch, I can't pull up without my dog. Yes, sir. You already know who it is, man. It's your boy, Darnell, a.k.a. D-Nice, a.k.a. Big Smitty. And where we at again, Bolo? Hey, man, we on the porch. So go ahead and pull up on us. Grab a cold beverage. Mm -hmm. Because you already know, this is the porch. Bang. What's good, my guy? What's good? Man, blessed and highly favored, brother. Man, I'm so excited, man. Man, the people been asking, they've been asking where we at. When hey, the porch coming, coming back. back, we here, man. We here. Look, I can't, I can't tell y'all. You know what I'm saying? We just here. We just here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't tell y'all. I can't, I can't give y'all no where excuses. Where we been? Where we? Where we yeah, here I can't now? Give y'all no excuses, man. I just know that I'm in this present day right now. Yep. And we making the most of this opportunity, giving y'all this sweet game on the porch. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. I got my cut with me too. I got the blue solo today. I ain't got the red solo. Ooh, I got the blue, blue solo. solo. Switch it up. So it's so funny. So red solo always just kind of think about just kind of just liquor, period. But when you mm -hmm. come with the blue, the blue reminds me of some type of like, you don't know what's in it. It could be some type of concoction, some mm -hmm. jungle juice. Like, hey, hey, man, you went for a long night with a blue solo. My boy Wayne said the best. Don't ask me what's in my cup. It's my cup. My cup, my bro. Yeah. That's why I said it's just a, hey, it's, hey, it's, it's a mystery. You yes, get a blue sir. cup, bro. It's just a mystery, but I'm gonna just, I'm just, I'm gonna just sit here and chill with my agua right here. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, I might have some aqua in here, you know. Just Who never knows? Know. The mystery machine, the mystery cup. So, but yeah, man. Now nah, I'm excited to be back, man. It's been so much going on and just the world, period. But we are gonna start off <clears throat> in sports. Got to start off in sports, man. <sighs> Isaiah Stewart, LeBron James. Man, I know, I know you saw the video. It's been going viral. It's all everyone's been talking about. For those of you who haven't seen the video, the other day the Lakers were playing the Detroit Pistons. LeBron and a uh, uh, the center Isaiah Stewart for the Pistons were boxing each other out, trying to get position for the rebound. And LeBron, out of frustration, threw his arm back and elbowed Isaiah Stewart in the eye. He was bleeding all over his face, and it just and Isaiah went crazy. Like he literally, it took like. 10 people to try to hold him back. He was running over people. He was knocking coaches on the floor, pushing refs over the, on the side. Luckily for LeBron's sake, he didn't get to him, but it was crazy, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to start off like this, man. First of all, do you think LeBron intentionally elbowed my man Isaiah Stewart in the face? I'll say yes, but I don't think I don't think LeBron necessarily wanted that outcome to occur. All right. I, I don't I don't never associate LeBron's game with being dirty. Sometimes he, he he's he's the flopping type. He's complaining. But I never really seen him as being like the cheap shot type of guy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we all are, um, you know, creatures of, uh, you know, mistakes. So, yeah. you know, 
especially being males, you know what I mean? Being dominant in your sport, you get frustrated, you know, you're getting your ass boxed out, you know, and sometimes <laughs> you, you throw a little, a little elbow to let them know that you're there. And I think when LeBron, you know, reacted a little bit, you know, just to kind of wake up, wake Stewart up a little bit, I think the, the result of it, um, turned out to be uh something that lebron had not expected but let me say this though Uh uh-oh isaiah stewart bro i think he was one of those dudes growing up who had the chair next to the teacher you know everybody excuse me everybody in elementary school bro had that one student that no matter what they did they always had to sit next to the teacher wasn't no pairs it wasn't no work in the group you sit next to the teacher come here isaiah i see him knocking folks over for about five minutes, still trying to get to LeBron or whoever he was trying to get to, it was just a lost cause. I'm like, bro, there is no way they're going to let you fight on this court. Like, they they have everything under control as far as anybody scuffling. He wasn't trying to hear it, though, bro. He, I was, think- he was not going. That's how I know his ass used to sit next to the teacher, used to throw chalk, used to get throw, throw paper being detention, his ass probably was bad as hell in school. He was bad as hell. He used to pull all the cards in elementary, <laughs> sitting next to the teacher, couldn't play at recess, all that, man. That's hilarious. But but to his point, though, I do understand his frustrations. And I hell think yeah. he started to get a little bit overwhelmed when he seen the blood. And, I mean, quite honestly, there was, that was it was quite a bit of blood. You know, it wasn't just like no scratch. He was damn near leaking for real. He LeBron know, so. elbowed the shit out of him. Let's just yeah, call so it spade he, he a spade. Hit pretty, he, hit him, he hit him pretty hard. So, <laughs> I think his reaction. Um, Bolo. It's, it, it's, in the, it's in the middle. His, his reaction is a little, a little bit in the middle. That second time when he tried to go back and he was knocking people over, I'm like, all right, bro, now you need to chill. I ain't going like, to let you have that, times, Bolo. Like, uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh, I ain't gonna let you have that, bro. You from you from you from the shy. I'm I ain't talking about Bolo today. I'm talking about young Bolo, 19 hey. years old. He's 20 years old, Isaiah Stewart. You 20 years old, bro. You in the middle of a game. So it's already adrenaline's going. You're already in that competitive mindset. This dude intentionally elbows. Now I agree with you. He may he may have not meant to elbow him in his face, but if you watch the video, LeBron meant to throw his arm back. I think he was trying to hit him in his chest or knock his arms yeah, down. Right, right, right. But it, either way, he meant to throw his elbow. Once you throw an elbow, you don't know what, what might happen. So he hit him hard as hell in his eye. You telling me young Bolo at 19 from Chicago came up off, off ramen noodles and hot sauce? <laughs> <laughs> you telling me young Bolo ain't going to... I don't know, bro. I didn't see you bro, get but, mad. But, but, I, bro, I understand that. I understand that. I mean, you you bring up a good point of him being 20 years old. So he young, you know what I mean? So yeah. his first reaction is to react. You know what I mean? That's just how, they, that's how young folks do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, but what young folks do is they react first before thinking. So he was in that situation. But you got to also understand that this man is also a professional, right? That's so true. when certain situations do go down, he is paid to be a professional. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's paid to play basketball, but he's also paid to act in a professional manner, too. And that's on the court. That's on national TV. That's in front of kids. You know, obviously, I'm not saying what LeBron did was right. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think Stephen A. said it a little earlier today. There will be, you know, different ramifications and processes put in place once everybody re- reviews the film, takes a look at it, mm-hmm. then different, you know, consequences and repercussions will, oh, will take oh, its place. Not like, to cut you happen. Yeah, not to cut you off. So LeBron got suspended for one game and then Isaiah Stewart got suspended for two games, but Isaiah also got fined 
$950,000. Now, that may not seem like a lot in, in terms of what most NBA players make, but Isaiah Stewart being a young player, I believe his his salary is only $3 million. So he, he basically lost like one third of his yeah, salary yeah. Off, off one moment. And, and, and I listen, I'm joking a little bit. He was obviously, you know, wrong for taking it as far as he did. Right. But just, you know, being a former athlete, being in a hostile environment, we all grew up hooping outside, man. Like, I'm, I'm from Naptown. We grew up, you know what I mean? At Get there. Any part, German Church Park, Dewberry, you at the hood hooping, man. Somebody elbow you and you already in a, in a, in a competitive, tense mindset. I can't act like I'm holier than thou. I, I can understand how Dang. you might be like, man, like you bleeding two people. Your boy's looking at you. He probably got homies at the crib watching the game. Like, <laughs> damn, Isaiah, he going to let Bron do him like that? He ain't going to retaliate. So, you no, know, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. And I think <laughs> I think his reaction is definitely warranted. Like, I'm like, I. I can accept his feelings, mm-hmm. but like you said, like once he started like knocking people over and starting to make the Pistons bench look bad, make yeah. the coaches look bad because he's throwing them and throwing the assistants and the medical staff on the ground, and like that's when it's starting to get a little ridiculous. Like you're prolonging the situation. Yeah, like, let's try to you know find a, a explanation or talk about this after the game because now you you really stalling stalling the game. But um, LeBron, that wasn't cool, though. That wasn't cool on, on LeBron. I think he lost a lot of points with that. I think that young dude was scruffy. He was he was getting after. He's playing aggressive. And, yep. you know, that old soul in LeBron got to him a little bit. So he threw him a little complimentary elbow that, um, you know, cost, cost some blood. So, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think that's part of the game. I think it happens all the time. But we just don't see an end result like that because I think there's a lot of people who be like, all right, I'll catch you. When I catch you, I catch you the next game. Like you right, got players right, like right. Gary Payton, you know, uh, Pat Beverly. Like you got players like that who like, I'm going to be in your face all season then. So I'm going to see your ass, you know, when y'all come back, you know, when, when when we go to L.A. or, you know, vice versa. So you got them, the more veteran guys who know, like, this is a long season. So I'm going to see you around. But yeah, man. Shit, Isaiah wasn't trying to hear that shit. He wasn't trying to hear that, man. So I'm I'm going to end that topic on that, on this one right here I'm gonna act with a question. If, if that was you, if LeBron James threw an elbow at you in the middle of a game, you sweating, you hot, you 19, 20 years old, what is oh, that yeah. What is that version of Bolo doing? How is he I'm reacting? reacting. I'm reacting. But I'm also, understand, I'm also understanding, too, who I'm swinging back at. You got to understand who you're swinging back at, too. All right? That's what I really wanted to, to touch on, that situation where you got, you know, um, Giannis, you got KD, you Steph. got LeBron, you got Steph Curry. You know, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anybody, but those two, those top four people mm-hmm. essentially have a brand uh, in the NBA. Like they, they are essentially the face of the NBA to a certain extent. And right. the last thing viewers want to see, fans want to see is those faces getting beat up or, you know, being humiliated. Right. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know, as much as I would hate it, if I'm Isaiah, Isaiah uh, Stewart, I might have to take that L because it's LeBron James. It's just like Michael Jordan. You know, when Michael, my, you don't see too many high profile athletes, you know, taking those type of L's on the field like that. The only one that I can think about, God rest his soul. Um, what was the dude name? Chris, um, Chris Childs. Childs, Childs, yeah. Uh, Chris Childs. RP to my Kobe to my go. Kobe Bean. Kobe Bean Bryant. But Chris Childs hit Kobe so damn hard in his jaw 
I didn't think he was gonna come back from that. And then Kobe squared up a little bit, like he, he was squared ready. up. Give him his props. But, he squared up. But it was just like those. That was like one of the only moments that I really seen. Like okay, like Buddy really bust off of him. And then if you look at the film, Isaiah Stevens had a chance to be like Childs and get LeBron a piece of his piece of his mind. Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. I'm sorry. Yeah, Isaiah yeah. Stewart had a chance to get LeBron a piece of his mind. It was just one person in between them. But obviously, when more people come, you know, people get more excited. You get more animated and stuff. So, you know, I definitely yeah. could could feel how he was feeling. But he definitely had a chance to 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 take a swing at LeBron, and he didn't. He did, but like I think his I think his initial reaction was almost like in shock. Like I just got elbowed that hard. He was by like, who? Face, bro. Hold on, face, bro. by who? Le- LeBron? Hold on. And then they were talking. One thing no one is saying is. We don't know exactly what Brian was saying right there. Like LeBron was kind of like leaning forward too. I don't know if he said something that like I feel like Isaiah was already a little mad, like pissed anyway. Mm-hmm. They were talking. LeBron might have said one little thing and just put it over the top, and then boom, and then it happened. So I don't know, man. So listen, LeBron's in the wrong. Isaiah could have reacted better, but we understand where he's coming from. So. Uh, but let's, but let's switch gears, man. Let, let's move to, to some football. Obviously, me and you, former football players, man. D1, greats, Ball State legends. Uh, but in the NFL, man, it's been so much craziness going on, man. I mean, OBJ to the Rams and oh, Von Miller to the Rams. And oh, teams, going crazy teams are right losing, now. winning. People, It's like every time we, you know, it looks like, okay, this is the best team in the league. The very next week they lose. There's so much parity in the NFL this season to where, like, I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. It's like, I mean, what are your initial thoughts or just general thoughts on just the NFL season as a whole as it stands today? Um, that's a great question. I think um, I'm going to look at it from like a more optimi- optimistic standpoint where yeah. when I see teams like the Bucks, who are a really strong team offensively and defensively when they're healthy, mm-hmm. um, whoop up on teams, but then lose to a team like the Redskins. Mm-hmm. It just uh, it kind of shows like the balance that the league is starting to have now with different just athletes. Right. So like yeah. even the Redskins, they, they're not that good. Right. But um, they got a lot of power, power as far as like, you know, um, obviously hurt. He's hurt now. But like Chase Young, yep. you know, um, you know, they, they got a pretty good defense. Um, the Jets, they, they're not very, very good. The Dolphins aren't very good. Um, the Texans. So you got a couple teams that that we already know out the gate are consistently not that good, like the Giants. Um, mm-hmm. But taking away like that crop. Everybody else, like you said, it's like a, almost a, a open a open game where like yeah. at any given time you can get beat. Like there's no nobody really just cleaning, cleaning the board, you know, from um, the Kansas City Chiefs, who everybody thought going into the season would be very successful. And they're, you know, obviously doing pretty well. But, you know, the, the what would they lose like three or four games? So the Chiefs are seven and four right now. They, they, they've, four. they've won their last few games, but it's been weird, though. It's like yeah, it's been weird. It's been yeah. weird. You know, um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, started started off a little shaky, kind of a little up and down with the uh, turnovers, the yep. turnovers, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson and that group. Then you have, you know, looking over to the Bills who just lost to the Colts. The yep. Colts who started off bad, but, you know, finishing pretty strong and, you know, may have an MVP contender, you know, on the Colts. 
um, at this point in time. So it's just a big balance. It's just a lot going on where I can't really put my finger on one specific team where I think is looking real good. The Seahawks are stinking it up right now. Yeah. Um, Cowboys are looking solid, but you know, they never come in, come in, come in the game <laughs> when it's playoff time, they disappear. So, right. you know, who knows? And they and just I'm, I'm kind of happy just to see what the end result will be essentially, I guess. I feel the exact same way, man. It's actually one of the most exciting seasons that I can kind of really think I about agree. because of the parity, because of the, the uncertainty of who's going to win, who's the best team. Because like I said before, every time you think this is the best team to lead, the very next week they lose. The, the Tennessee Titans have been the hottest team in the land, and then they go, you know, lay an egg against the Texans, one of the worst teams, as you mentioned, in the league. So it's like, man, like – it's, each week you just don't know what to expect. The Packers, you know, they I think they went one and two their last three games. One of those games, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't play due to COVID. But mm-hmm. either way, they've been one and two their last three games. You know, they're still one of the top teams in the league. I think they're eight and three. The Cardinals, I think, are at nine and two right now. But Kyler Murray has been, has been out. D-Hop has been out. You know, that's another thing, man. Either injuries or COVID – has been kind of hurting teams as well. People are getting hurt and having to sit out and get COVID at the wrong times, and teams are losing. So it's um, it, it's really an interesting season. Um, I'm glad you brought up my coach because, man, it's been a weird year because the Colts, to me, have a solid defense, one of the best offensive lines in the league, solid receiving core. Carson Wentz has been playing well. I think he has 18 touchdowns to only three picks. You know, so, like, we have all the pieces – but we've had a very tough schedule this year. It's like we, we're six and five right now, but could easily be, you know, you know, 10 and one or whatever the case may be. Because a lot of games earlier in the season, like the Ravens, we could have beat them, the the, the Rams, the uh, uh, the Bills, the Titans. Like we, we, we played, we've had a monstrous schedule to, to start. But as you noted, or as you stated, yeah, the last few weeks, the coach have kind of really been rolling and, and starting to make mm-hmm. some noise. And, to me, I think they're one of the scariest teams uh, in the league right now because what it comes down to, bro, is momentum, catching that fire at the right time. The I think right back to, time. to the New York Giants, what was that, 08 or whatever year that was, when they went like 9-7, and seven, got into the playoffs, got hot, and they went on to that run, beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and, and we know how that story ended. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like this is going to be that year where like a, a random team who we didn't fully expect it's so going to make it to the Super Bowl, and they're going to win. Um, I'll say this. Watch out for the New England Patriots. That's all I'm going to say right there. I mean, defense is and balling. I, Mac Jones looking good. Hitting his stride. Yes. Bill He's Belichick's a stride. genius. <laughs> He's looking good, man. It's it's funny um, just to kind of see kind of that quarterback group that came out um, in 2021 from Fields to, to Wilson to Lance to, you know, um, the kid um mac jones like to see that group essentially yep. and how everything is looking it, it is crazy i wouldn't have thought mac jones would be looking the best out of that group you know even trevor Man. lawrence you know what i'm saying so he's he's you know mac jones has showed a lot of consistency and then furthermore is proving to to show um just kind of that mindset of bill belichick like um he's creating something that's special and i think everybody is finally starting to see it where, you know, a little bit more time, uh, a little bit more of, you know, them getting acclimated with each other, building relationships and Mac Jones becoming more comfortable mm-hmm. in the offense is going to make him even more dangerous, you know, as he, as he continues to build relationships with Bill. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see that, honestly. Um, back then when Cam 
was in that position. You know, I thought it was the dumbest decision in the world for them to let go Cam and to, you know, have Mac Jones run, do his thing. But I think they are really trying to build, rebuild something over there. And I think they are starting off on the right track with Mac Jones. For sure, man. And hey, speaking of Cam Newton, no one expected him to return to, to, to home to the Carolina Panthers. And although they lost, he balled out. I think he had three touchdowns, two in the hey. air, ran for one. Is Superman back? Is the Superman back? The damn Cam. And if you know me and you know that how much I love the game, y'all know Cam Newton is one of my favorite players. Some of the two, two of the, the most underrated athletes Mm. all right that are my favorite players is carmelo anthony and cam newton all right i love both of those players are my favorite players just because they have their their high moments where everybody love them and they have those low moments where people are literally just walking over them and probably could walk down the street not even say anything to them but when they're high they're high like uh not to go back to basketball but at one point carmelo was shooting from the three-point line over 50 percent you know, yeah. everybody's like, he's back. He's doing it. 18, 19 years in, he's doing it. Cam, you know, uh, first game in, he had one touchdown rushing. He had one one throwing. He's back. He's doing it, right? Yeah. Then, you know, obviously he has the ball the last possession last week where, you know, the the game was on the line for him to to get the ball, to move the ball and, and actually drop back and throw the ball. Um, and he right. was unsuccessful in a few attempts. But still balled ball. out, though. Still balled, balled out. out. Still balled out. Still yeah. balled out. But – I think that specific series right there really dictated where he could potentially go next season. Mm. Had, had he would have got out of that situation, I bet there would have been a lot of teams getting ready to call him next season to be on their team because people really want to see out of Cam him to be more of a methodical quarterback where he can sit back and really survey the pocket. You know, uh, that last drive, I really seen him as soon as he got out, as soon as he dropped back, it was like once his primary went away. It was like he was ready to run, you know what I mean? And it was certain situations where you got good quarterbacks who they throw their receivers open, where it's like right. a small pocket. I'm going to throw the ball, right? So um, I think that's just – obviously Cam a, is a vet, but that's something he still needs to work on. I think a lot of offensive coordinators and offensive-minded people really look at Cam and be like, look, we just going to play man on Cam, try to load the box to stop him from running and really make him throw the ball, right? So right. If, if, he can, if he can start doing that when it matters – then we'll see a lot more Cam, but I'm extremely, extremely happy to see him back, uh, specifically in a, in a Panthers uniform, doing his, doing what he do. I just think, you know, when he's with the Patriots, you know, obviously Cam is going to be Cam, but he was still operating under a, uh, a different umbrella. And I yeah. think him coming back to the Panthers allows him to be himself a little bit more and to play a little bit, a little bit more loose. Yeah, for sure. And I and I also think. You know, him playing with the Patriots, getting that experience under Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest coach of all time, helped him out. Gain more Absolutely. knowledge of the game, understand it, slow the game down. Like, you never, you're never too old to, to, to learn. So I think he was still learning from there. And now you go back to home with more knowledge, you know, probably more humble. I mean, he said in his post game after, after his first game, that, hey, last week I was eating a bowl of cereal. Now I'm out here playing. So, like, he, you know, he's been humbled. He's gained knowledge. Now he's back at home and he, he can be more free. You know, I mean, I, I love it. It's crazy to kind of see him back in that uniform. No one expected it. Um, it's really bringing back that 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 nostalgia, that 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 MVP season. And it's probably not fair to put That's out those man. expectations. But it's like, man, he's showing flashes and he's looking good. And, you know, you mentioned that last drive, which I agree, like drives like it's, there's certain there's certain moments in the in a game where it's like, man, yeah, I mean, that guy show out right. Like forget the rest of the game. Make a play right now. 
And that's when you really get that clout as a quarterback. Um, and he failed to do that. But I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass because this is his, it was his first start with the team. You know, this is a is not the same head coach he had. He had Ron Rivera, who was on the opposite end of the field with, with Washington. So you got to think he just got there like last week. He has to learn the plays, yeah. you know, get used to, to the receivers routes and timing. And, you know, it's hard to do that within a week's notice. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. He still performed good enough to win. So I'm excited to see how, how he goes on. Cause we all know once teams get film on you, that's when the real challenge comes. When, when, when you, mm-hmm. when you haven't been playing and, and you show up, teams don't fully know what to expect. So sometimes you might catch them off guard. Now they have a full game of film on them. So now this next game, I'm really excited to see like, okay, will he show me the same thing? Will he be able to win? And uh, yeah, man, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy year. Man. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's been, a, it's been a crazy year. And it's funny to think that this is week, uh, was it week 12? I think week 12. Yeah. I think week 12. Go, yeah, it's week into 12 week already. Yeah. So we, we man. are, we Jeez. are over the halfway mark. You know what I mean? We are pretty much two thirds uh, of the way there. Um, throughout the season with, you know, what, 16 games, four more games left for the regular season. 17, no, 17 games, remember? 17, 17, yeah. correct, 17, 17. So just under um, two-thirds there. So just about there, honestly, and um, I couldn't tell you who who I think could win the, win the championship. I mean, I can just throw you out a quick name. I, I would say if, if you if you had to pick, who do you have come from the pick, NFC and the AFC? If I had to pick one team um, out of the NFC, uh, it'll probably be the Green Bay Packers. Um, if it was an AFC team, um, it'll probably be. I'm gonna go with the Colts, man. <gasps> I'm gonna go with the Colts, man. Um, I just think, yes. I just think, I, I just think with the Colts is um, when they're when they're clicking, like they are clicking, like they look really good. And I I, I live in Indy, y'all. I'm not a my wife knowing and the fam here know I'm not the, I'm not the biggest, you know, go blue fan, but I do watch the games on Sunday and I am seeing the progression. I'm seeing a great play calling, I'm yes. seeing wins get comfortable. I'm seeing um, Jonathan Taylor become an MVP running back, you know, each Beast. touch. Beast. We got Hines back there, who's a great addition to the, the slot in the backfield. You know, Pittman's great. Defense Pittman. is great. It's, it's just a lot of great additions. Man. Um, you know, and, and I think. Uh, two, I think um, uh, Tyreek, uh, not Tyreek Hill. Um, what's the smaller number thirteen? Oh, uh, T.Y. Hill. Hill. Yeah, he he's T-Y. only had like ten receptions this year, so he's just getting warmed up too. Um, you know, he's been battling injuries and stuff. Danny so they, Danny Pincer. Yeah, I mean, like catching they, touchdowns. You know I mean? Shout out, shout out to Ball State. You know, Ball State, and they're making it happen. You know, we always gonna pay homage to yes, the sir. to the to the to the to the university that did. Showed us the love, but yeah, man, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Green Bay Packers and the, the Colts, Indianapolis Colts, man. Okay, I love it. What about man? you? So, hey, I agree with you on the AFC side. I don't know if that's much of a shock here. So, I got the Colts going out really for the same reason you're saying. I mean, they have a strong defense, strong running game. They're getting hot at the right time. Carson Wentz is having a great year. Shout to Philly for giving up on them and, and passing us that gym. Appreciate you. And then on the on the NFC side, I just can't bet against Tom Brady. I don't care what's going on. I got true. so I got to pick the Bucks, bro. Like it just I, is I what it, it is. I'm gonna see that. We're gonna see that. We're gonna see that matchup. We're gonna get that A Rod TB12 matchup too, and that's gonna be one for the ages. I think that's gonna be a great game. 
Yes, sir, man. So we'll, we'll see so, what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But let, let's, let's switch gears a little bit, man. Obviously, we, we on the porch. I got my blue solo, like I told you. I got my I got my brush here, keeping the waves crazy. Shout I see to, you rocking. I see you working. Shout out to Sauce, S-O-S-S. Shout out to my boy, Glenn Vernon, man. He the owner of Sauce, keeping my waves crazy. But, you know, we can't – it wouldn't be the porch if, if we only talked about sports. We got to talk about the culture, man. There's been a lot of stuff going on talk about the culture, man. in the culture. Let's start off with with Drizzy and Kanye. Is the, is the beef over? Do you believe it? Man, look, 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 y'all. I'm a Kanye fan. And for, for y'all who ain't a Kanye fan, y'all need to be fans. All right. <laughs> and I'm I'm I, and I say that just to say this, all right. Um Dream Champs is a uh like a like a podcast, it's in person. Um mm-hmm. Kanye was on it for like two hours. Asked me, did I watch the whole two hours? You I watched the whole two hours. <laughs> I was just, but it was cool because it was I was good. just telling somebody the other day, like it was cool to see Kanye just be Kanye as far as like not with the mask and shit, not just being weird. It was like he had a couple drinks in him, so he was loose. He was loosened up a little bit, and he was just talking that hit, shit. Hit, like, hit the hit the you dig, was, hit the you dig, throwing all that. So he was feeling great, you know. what I mean, he was able to be himself. So he didn't do hella name drops, which is that's fine. I mean, he calling him out. He calling him out. That's what he doing. But it was just cool to be see him be authentic, be original. And, and with the Drake situation, he even said it before they squashed the beef. Like, man, this shit is entertainment. Like, I'm I'm Kanye West. You Drake. Like, ain't nobody going to run up. We ain't going to do nothing right. Ain't nothing, nothing going to come about this. You know what I mean? It's just getting people on social media excited. You know what I mean? You selling tickets. You making you making people aware of what y'all got going on. Right. So I, I enjoy it. It's like wrestling. You know, we know it's fake. You know, but we everybody enjoy the show. People love drama. Drama sells. So um, I just I knew I knew they that they was going to get back cool. I, I just didn't know that quick. Like at the mansion, he was at Drake's mansion kicking it. You at know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm, I'm happy to see them, them brothers bringing bringing um, bringing that love back together, bro, because um, we just need we just need some of that right now with all that's going on in the world and all this disconnect, bro. Two powerful individuals like that can't be bumping heads, bro. That's true, man. I love it, bro. I mean, it definitely caught me off guard. It was like, wow, y'all was just, you know, Drake just dropped CLB not too long ago. Kanye dropped Donda. I feel like they both took a few little shots here and there subliminally. So to see them come together so quickly afterwards was like, it really goes to show you that, man, it wasn't, it was never that serious. It was a a lot of little stuff, you know what I mean, that that just kind of built up over time. But like you said, these are two of the greatest artists of all time point blank period like for the culture we need y'all to be together we want y'all to make music together like we don't want y'all you know what i mean having beef and issues like so I, i'm really hoping that now we can see a kanye drizzy you know what i mean a, a song you know what i mean it's funny he that'd was, be uh, crazy kanye kanye posted tom brady throwing the ball with his son and mm-hmm. drake commented on it so i'm like okay like they you know, they comment on each other's pictures and shit. So it's like, okay, that relationship is getting back. You starting to comment on my man's pictures. So I man, I'm pretty sure we'll see that, bro. Like I said, that shit sales, man. Uh a Drake, a Drake and Kanye collab will definitely be something crazy. It what, ain't, it ain't. What's the last collab? The last collab I could think of is that um you ain't seen nothing at all. Understand nothing's done for me. Well, I'm a, cause that, that had Drizzy, Wayne, Eminem, Kanye. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's that uh, song called? Shit, I don't know. It's, it's Mr. West is in the building. Uh, uh, and, 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 and I used to have hood dream. 
Until that until that Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Ball team. Just so I can make the ball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know the name of it though, but that's a legendary song. Yeah, I'm happy to see them brothers, man. Um, you know, stick stick it out, man. So sticking on pop culture, it's only right that we pay homage to to the uh to the young southern goat, uh young Dolph. He yes. was a uh, CEO of Paper Route Entertainment, mm-hmm. um, shot and killed in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, right in front of a uh, right inside a cookie shop, Black um, essentially. So um, just sending love and prayers out there to, to Memphis. Memphis is out there going crazy. And when you think about it, too, it's like Memphis got a lot of rappers, bro. They got NLE Chopper. They got Key Black Youngster, right? They got Gotti. They got yeah. Moneybag. They got uh, Pooh Shiesty. They got, bro, they got so many, so many rappers in Memphis, bro. And then, like, don't nobody really know about the underground rap rappers that people be signing underneath their little label. Right. So it's so many, it's just so many different just rap groups going on, so many different cliques. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy to see, you know, how people be getting so much money, but at the same time, you know, folks still be hating and shoot you down in front of your own, in front in front of your, in, in your city, I guess, essentially, where you, you know, you giving out free food, you giving out turkeys, you giving out book bags. You know, you're doing everything uh, you can to help the, the youth in the community. But at the same time, you know, people still see see that sin in you and want to, you know, get you up out of here. So um, all my all my rappers and, you know, uh, people who want to be rappers, man, be careful. You know, like I said, it's yeah. entertainment. And, you know, and at a certain point, I don't think a lot of people on the Internet really separate the two of, you know, a rapper from like the actual individual, you know, um, so it's 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 uh it's unfortunate. So it's just you know growing up too, you never you thought people that had a lot of money was almost in, un, untouchable, bro. Were like, right. you know they they would probably die old age type shit. Like I mean, obviously other than like Tupac, right? But you know you really you know in in this millennium millennium now, bro. It's like man, I don't we, care we who lost, it is. We lost. We lost. Nobody Nips, safe. Nipsey, uh, 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 X, um, uh. Now, uh, Dolph, I mean, we lost so many like rappers, man, so many, at young bro. ages so many to, to senseless violence. And it's a shame. They own hoods, bro. Own hoods own that they hood. You know, and, and like you said, Dolph was a giver. He was always giving, giving, giving money, book bags, food, whatever. And it's crazy, man. You work so hard to, to get out. You know what I'm saying? And then you finally make it out, become a very successful, very good, you know, rapper, business owner. You know what I mean? Millions of dollars. And to to get shot and killed at your hometown at that, it's just like, it's a shame, man. You know, a lot of times people want to, they get rich. They want to go back to the hood to to show that they real and all that. Nah, listen, call me phony. Call me fake. I'm out. And I'm not saying don't go back and get back. Do that occasionally. But when you go back, make sure you got people with you, bodyguard, security, people around you in your circle because... It's unfortunate, but it's just reality, man. You got a lot of people who, who want to see you fail. A lot of people are sad and disappointed about their own personal lives, and they see you popping, they see you got success, and they want to take out their own frustrations on you. And it's like, man, forget trying to be real. Forget trying to be hard. You ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. You made it out. You take care of you, your family, and you 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 show up for yourself and God. And that, and you move on, and that's what you do. You ain't gotta like forget the hood. Like too many times in the in the black community, we we like brag about the hood. What what are we bragging about? 
Like, what we bragging about the hood for? And I, I, I hear the horns in the back. Too many times in the black community, we brag about the hood. Come on, man. What, what is that? That don't make sense. I want to brag about wealth. I want to brag about my kid going to college and he already got 100000 put away for him. I want to brag about opportunities and brag about investing in crypto in the stock market. Like, that's got to be the new flex. Let me hear you say, hell yeah. Hell not, yeah. not, oh, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm in this gang. I'm in this group. Or I, I, I shot so-and-so. I got the new. Nah, bro. Like, that's, that's, what is that? We, we created this crazy mindset due to our situations. And I get it. I'm from the hood. I'm from poverty. But you can't let your environment dictate your actions. And too many times in our community, we do that. And to see somebody, another rapper, another successful black man who made it out, get killed, bro. That stuff just, it just, I don't know, it, it hit different. And it's it's so funny that you said that, bro. That that hood mentality, you know, obviously it's good. You know, it's good to to embrace where you come from and not forget the people who uh, you grew up with and, you know, mm-hmm. um, went through hard times with. But it's like one of those things where, you know, um, you know, hypothetically, right? I'm growing up, right? Say this kid is growing up. He has no other shoes but these boots he wears every day. And he's grinding. He's going through mud each and every day to work just so he can afford some all-white g Fazos, right? So mm-hmm. this kid is, he's grinding, he's grinding. He's been grinding all his life just to get a pair of g Fazos because he's walking through the mud every day to work to get there. He finally gets it to a point where he's able to buy these g Fazos, right? So this is my analogy of the, the guy making it out the hood, right? So he's, he's, he has the dirty boots off of him. Dirty boots are gone, Right. Yep. He puts on his white G Fazos, right? But in the perfect world, if you put on white G Fazos, you can't be going no nowhere where it's muddy. You can't <laughs> go nowhere it's muddy because if you do, then you're going to fuck up your white shoes. And if you mess up your white shoes, then, I mean, there's nothing. You can try to clean them, but sometimes, you know, everybody know when you get that fresh pair of shoes, once they get dirty, they get dirty. And ain't really no chance of you trying to really clean them to get them back to where they once was. So that's just like the hood. You know what I mean? You do all that work. You consistent and grinding and getting out the hood. Why would you do all that work to get out just to go back? You know what I'm saying? Why are you Why are you wearing these boots? You work to get out of these boots. You put on some fresh whites to go back to that mud to get them dirty. It doesn't It doesn't make sense, right? So once you once you get in, uh, in some deep enough mud with those white shoes, then what's going to happen? You're going to have to throw them joints away. And for those guys in the hood, that could be your life going back to it. So it's one of those things where people got to understand, you know, where they come from. You ain't got to return to where you come from, but you can also, you know, uh, set a, set examples and, and show kids where like, hey, this is where I'm from. You know, you from the same place, but now you can get to where I, where I have to get to. You know what I'm saying? You ain't, you know, I hate, I hate when people say, man, I'm good in my hood, bro. Like I said, man, my grandma say all the time, you get more than three people in the room, bro. There's bound to be somebody on a different page. So mm-hmm. you're talking about this hood, you know what I mean? You you may not you may be good in certain with certain people, but there may be two or three people in your hood that's not liking how you're moving, not liking how you're grooving, not liking the money that you're getting, and they're gonna be hating on you. So you gotta be aware and you gotta always understand that hey, I can stop, say what's up, you know, quick boom boom in my hood, but I'm out. I ain't no really post up, kick it, you know. If anything, I'm taking people out the hood to show them what it's like once you get out. Right. You feel me? Right. That's what it that's what that's how that's how we come in. You know, and, and it's important for us to continue to affect the youth and, and let them know that, you know, and, and it's good entertainment to see it on TV and see people, you know, do it and, you know, kick it and everything. But, you know, I'm talking about I'm talking about down to old age. You know what I mean? Man, that's, that's my goal. 
You know, hit, and that's, hit that horn, Bolo. Cause you you throwing gems. Hit that horn more time, please. Bro. You over here throwing out gems, bro. I love it. I love bro. it, bro. Like I said, I'm trying to die. Oh, me and you both. That's it, bro. That's the goal, man. So yeah, rest in peace, to Young Dolph. Prayers up to him, his friends, his family, all his loved ones. And I pray that this, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there. I don't even want to throw them on here because I don't. No one knows the truth right now. But I pray this doesn't lead to any other deaths and shootings and killing in retaliation. I hope it doesn't. So I just, you know, prayers for, for, for Memphis and prayers for all the families involved, man. So, hey, so on a lighter note, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Obviously, it is Tuesday. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving Eve, right? So I know y'all getting y'all bellies ready. You know what I mean? Y'all getting y'all minds right for the food. Y'all getting y'all jokes ready for the fam. Mm -hmm. And obviously right after Thanksgiving, we got Christmas, right? So um, wrapping up the show, uh, let's just talk about some some holiday traditions that we that we all know and love that we think of, you know, in our households from going back to where we from. You know, um, let's start with Thanksgiving. What's uh, Dina? What's like a big tradition of yours at Thanksgiving or what's a big tradition, you know, that people usually be on um, around Thanksgiving time? Yeah, man. So, I mean, usually in, in my household, like my mom would always fix like a small amount of something just for our immediate family, just so we got something to chew on. Funny but then we cut out and we go, we go to grandma's house or auntie, whoever cooking that, that, that day and have more of the bigger dinner where everybody chip in and all that. And, uh, you know, my family, we real like down to earth real casual like we don't even do like a traditional like everybody at the table dress like right listen, right. we, we, we go it, there we don't need it bro food done bro we in the living room we got sweat we got pajamas on sweat it. got mm. the got the lions game you know the lions gonna play on, on thanksgiving uh Always. i think the same who play every thanksgiving the lions who is, well, is i this? know i know for sure the lions do yeah, we watch the NFL, bro. We just chilling, bro. That's how my family get down. We we full as hell. We didn't went back for second stirs. I didn't take it to go plate, banana pudding. I didn't take that home, and I still got food at the crib, bro. And we eat leftovers for like a damn near a week. My mama put the food in the freezer. She said she ain't throwing away hey, nothing. It's so funny you say that because especially when we go somewhere else for Thanksgiving. Man, yeah. the first thing my mom would say is, make sure y'all make y'all to go play because I ain't cooking a damn thing for about a week. So, hey, look, you be on your own. You be on your own making your plate, making sure you got your own little plate. And then you putting that plate in the fridge, you know what I mean? Making sure you mark it because it was yep. four of us. You know yep. what I'm saying? I had, I had two brothers and a sister and then my dad. So it's like. You gotta, you know, you gotta fend for yourself. You gotta, you better put it, you better put it in the fridge underneath the onion somewhere where ain't nobody <laughs> trying to find it. Hey, you know Bolo, hey, Bolo, it'll be a week later, and you and you still, bro, you you out there trying to be creative. You making like breakfast egg and turkey sandwiches and no everything, especially <laughs> with the turkey. The turkey, hey, you can make about ten different meals with that turkey by the uh, time it get to next Thursday. You make a turkey sandwich. You damn near gonna try to. Rebake the rebake the, the the damn turkey. Throw some hot sauce on the turkey. Chop it up. Put it in a salad type of turkey. You're gonna do anything some turkey nachos turkey and some shit. throughout that week. Everything, absolutely, bro, absolutely. That is so funny, man. It's so funny. Everybody, everybody got their own little traditions, but it's so funny when you look around. You could be anywhere in the country with a black family. Everybody be on the same shit. We Doing know it ain't gonna start on time. Shit, man, it's gonna be hella aluminum foil. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be it's gonna be more than just a bird. You're gonna have ham. You're gonna have duck. You're gonna have chitlins. Chicken, probably have chitlins. So many different yep. types of meat. All right, at, at, at uh at Thanksgiving, this ain't just your ordinary Thanksgiving where the turkey just sitting in the middle of the table. You're gonna have about four or five different animals being cooked. Yep. All right, on Thanksgiving, 
You're going to have right. collard greens, macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You're going to have, bro, deviled eggs and potato salad. You're going to have right. cranberry sauce. Oh, man. I got to ask you this then, because this is the biggest question on Thanksgiving. Ah, uh, sure. All right. Now, two questions. Two questions. All right. Do you like your food to touch or do you care? I know a lot of people are very iffy with their food touching. Bro, from 42nd to Post Road. I don't care if it's touching. <laughs> Please touch. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, look, it's going down one place. Hey, I, I so, eat so fast, it don't even matter. So with that, so with that, do you prefer for your, I guess people call it uh, sweet potatoes, candy yams. Uh, do you prefer that with, with the mac and cheese together or do you f- prefer for them to be separate? Oh, like, bro, like, you know, I love food, but you've been knowing me for a long time. So, like, I, I really don't care. But if I had to pick, I would say probably separate just because the, I don't know, some about macaroni and cheese and, 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 and your yams that the, the different consistencies, it just, yeah, right. ideally you probably want to want to eat them together. But I don't really care, though, bro. Like, But see, it's funny. It's funny you said that because I seen a, um something on, on Facebook. I think it was TikTok. Where they was cooking the mac and cheese and the yams together, like mm, in the oven. Mm, okay, but I don't think that shit. I don't think that shit would taste good though. Like I think it tastes good when you got both of them on your plate. Yeah. But like when you cooking it in one plant, one pan in the oven, I don't know if that shit because now it's gonna throw off, like you said, the consistency where you are gonna have the mac and cheese tasting all like sweet. You know yeah. what I mean? Hmm. Where it ain't gonna be like the real cheesy mac and cheese, and then like with your yams, it's gonna have like that that mac and cheese type of you know, feel to it, but I don't. I mean, I, I haven't tried it, but I don't, I don't think it'll it'll taste as great. But I'm gonna keep it a bean with you, bro. I probably tear that shit up. <laughs> I probably take. The more I'm thinking about it, it damn near might go. <laughs> it might so, go. It might, might slap. It might. Let, let me ask you this: this last one, uh, this last question on Thanksgiving. Um, what's like the one must have? Like when I go to when I go to family house, we y'all gotta have this. For me, it's banana pudding. I love banana pudding, bro. Like our grandma fixes it from scratch. She kind of taught me the recipe and I tried it, but I ain't really got it down pat yet. Don't nobody fix it like her, bro. It's I'm I'm thinking about it right now, bro. About to pass out. Bro, it's so funny because like my shit is a little uncommon. All right, just because you know at Thanksgiving, you're gonna get your, you're gonna get like in my family, at least the consistency is you know, greens, mac and cheese. You know, turkey, fried turkey, duck, you know, any type of other meat, ham and all that stuff. Like we're going to get that consistency of the food that we want. Right. But what I need when I'm coming for Thanksgiving is I need my cranberry sauce in the can, in the fridge, cold. I need it. I need it cold, bro, because I can eat my cranberry sauce out the can and then I need a Sprite. I need a strong Sprite or a strong ginger ale so I can burp so I can continue to eat this food because sometimes my eyes be bigger than my stomach. So I fill up my plate, bro, and I get full real quick. But so, but I'm so frustrated because I want to really enjoy this food. I so I just, you food. know, sip, 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 you know, on my ginger ale or my Sprite, get a little burp, get a little emptiness in my stomach, and then I get to slam again. But I got to mm. have the cranberry sauce in the can cold, and I got to have my Sprite or my ginger ale. My boy got the can of cranberry. I ain't never heard. Listen, hey. this is the porch. I ain't never heard somebody say my must-haves. Is a sprite and cranberry. I don't care about shit else. I don't care about the turkey. The uh, but, ham, but of course the it goes dressing, right? We know it going dressing, but I can just eat it out the can, though, y'all. It's fire. I, I, how, how you eat it? How you eat it? You know what I'm saying? Fire. Hey, so, silly as hell, man. I love it, it is bro. What it is, bro. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure, bro. I'm glad we, we kept it on the porch, bro. I'm going to say that. I'm excited that we back at it, man. It's season two. We on the Believe podcast platform. Bigger and better things. We got some exciting guests lined up. I'm not going to tell you who. You just got to hit that subscribe button and tune in. But it's got some hey. big name guests on the way, man. Just say that, bro. Hey, and we y'all don't know how far we came with this podcast thing, man. We've come a long way and we still continue to grow. Like a wise man always told me, hey, if you walk, you run, you're crawling, you're rolling. As long as you're moving forward, all right, you're progressing. And this port shit right here, hey, we ain't doing nothing but progressing. You know what I'm saying? We're getting better each and every day, each and every year, week, month. Yep. Um, and we're just trying to give y'all what y'all want to hear, man. So continue to like, share, subscribe. Let us know how you feeling. Deports podcast underscore On is Instagram. that Instagram name. Go ahead and click like. You know what I mean? Show us some love, comment, let us know what you think we should talk about. And obviously, we're going to make sure that we give you a shout out, even probably get you on the show, depending upon the topic. But go ahead, show us love. We'll love to interact with y'all, man, because this is The Porch. Yes, sir. It's The Porch. And make sure you hit that subscribe button when we on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find The Porch, man. So no excuses, man. Tell your friend, tell your friend's friend, your mama and them, and all of them, yeah. man. It's your boy, D-Nail. It's my boy, Bolo Bands, man. And this is the porch, man. We out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.